Hi everybody, welcome. This is John Bishop with John Bishop Fine Art, and you're listening to my podcast, Art Life, the podcast. So welcome back, I'm glad you're here. It's been a while since I've put out uh, a podcast and I apologize. Life just gets weird, doesn't it? I'm trying to really come up with a better pattern so that uh, I don't just push things off. And uh, we had a issue where I, I had a system and I was, I was, I was doing things regularly. And uh, then I lost that studio because we sold mom's house. So that kind of threw things into a t- tailspin and I need to find a pattern again. So hopefully this will do it. I'm broadcasting today from my studio in Houston at Silver Street Studios, part of the Sawyer Yards Complex. And uh, love it here, but uh, it's just not big enough for me to do all my work here. So I I pretty much just use this space as a gallery, which is great. Uh, It gives people a place to to show up and have parking and, and, uh, you know, look kind of more professional in the way I present myself and my art. But uh, yeah, it's not someplace I can do all of my work. Uh, I hope you're having a great week. I've been, obviously, everybody is probably pretty preoccupied with what's going on in Ukraine. It's particularly interesting to us in the sense that uh, Ukraine has a border with Romania and Bogdan, my husband, is from Romania and worked in television for many years. And so he instantly thought, wow, I need to travel to Romania to the border with Ukraine and and interview and take photographs of the people who are coming across. And that sounds really wonderful and it has this incredible kind of journalistic approach to it. And uh, I'm I'm proud of him for for wanting to be involved and and to do his part and, and to tell a story that frankly, probably needs telling. Uh, But there's just something inside of me that says, don't go to the war zone, don't go to the border of a war. (laughs) As much as uh, I I want to help people there, I'm not sure taking photos of them will help them that greatly. But I do do think it would be artistically a great thing for him to do. So we're we're kind of exploring that option right now, whether or not to uh, take a quick trip to Romania. to, to see the kind of devastation, uh, not to see the devastation because we won't, wouldn't obviously be going into Ukraine, but to see those who are fleeing that kind of devastation uh, would not be a fun trip, I can tell you. But anyway, we have a very, very busy week this week. Uh, we have been doing all kinds of, uh, everything got quiet around the holidays, obviously, and then then everybody's having exhibitions. And so that hasn't happened since COVID, really. A lot of places just didn't feel comfortable uh, having big kind of uh, open spaces. And so we've got all kinds of calls, open calls, and and we are currently in a big exhibition here at Silver Street Studios, and I'm on the exhibition committee. Uh, So we, we have a a pretty large exhibition and it's coming down this weekend and then we've got three more so uh, we're going to be doing quite a lot of work just here in the building with the tenants here. Uh, We're also involved in a a show that is ending tomorrow night Uh, that's been up for a little over a month and it's called the Ten Ants. See Ten Ants 
tenants, it makes sense. But uh, it's a very nice show, and we're very honored to have been chosen as uh, you know among the ten who are exhibiting. Uh, we also are in a show over at Silver uh, at uh, Spring Street Studios, in another building in Sawyer Yards here in Houston, and that's a big show as well. Uh, and then there's some juried shows from the Visual Arts Alliance or, uh, and the uh, Lawndale uh, Gallery uh, here in Houston. So there's some jury things coming up and, and it's just been a very exciting time. And it's funny how you have to worry about, do I have enough inventory and which things are going where and when will they come back? Uh, we just had somebody extend an exhibition but I had to take things out because they were going to yet another exhibition. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exciting time to be this busy after you know, two years of not being busy at all. Uh, we're also uh, going to go to, a, to our first art fair. Uh, we did something in Mexico with Bogdan this last summer uh, and that was uh, an art fair in Mexico City. It was fairly small. There was only about 30 artists, uh, and uh, the Fain, uh, F-A-I-N, uh, they do a great job of that. But it wasn't a big, full-blown art fair like the one we're going to in Dallas. It's the other art fair uh, run by uh, Sachi Art. And uh, so both he and I will have booths, and this is the first time I will have exhibited in any kind of fair. So it's exciting. We're, we're having meetings now, and it's expensive. But uh, I really think it's a, a great way to get our work out there and get our, our faces seen and, and to also to gauge what people are looking for. Uh, we have a, uh, some friends who went to uh, Art Basel and uh, they went to the Spectrum show, uh, not the full-blown. Full blown. And, and the kind of feedback they were giving is, wow, everyone is into really, really pop art, uh, kind of digital art, NFTs, anything pop and, and, and cultural and uh, things like that, those things were selling like hotcakes. Whereas, you know, more traditional uh, abstracts and, and, and representational art wasn't moving that fast at all. And that's good to know if you're going to a fair. Of course, that was at during the, uh, during the Biennale uh, there in Florida. So there would have been a lot else going on. So maybe that was just the crowd they were drawing because they were bringing a lot more than we're gonna draw at the other art fair in Dallas. But it should be exciting. Uh, people we've not seen before, who've not seen our work before. And uh, I'm very hopeful that as before the before the pandemic, art shows were really how people were buying art. They feel comfortable because they feel like it's been vetted in some way. You're not just walking you know, through a, a farmer's market and saying, is this really good art? You, you get a sampling of lots of art. You get the sense that it has been curated in some way, uh, that, that you don't, they won't just let anyone in. and. Uh, they make a, the, the whole process easier. Uh, so again, we're very, very hopeful that this is gonna be a good move for us and will at least pay us back <laughs> for what we put out 
to, to participate. Now we also do uh, some of our own exhibitions, which is really pretty exciting. Uh, we started this in December, and every month Bogdan and I take my studio and we curate our own exhibition on a theme. And the whole idea is to create some sort of event where we can invite our, our collectors and our whoever they'll bring along and open it up to the public as well. It's a, usually a smaller event, 10, 15 people, uh, and we serve some food and some wine and, and we just hang out uh, and have this exhibition up uh, on a theme. This, this month, uh, you can see around me if you're watching this on video, uh, that the theme is gold, uh, so we call it Gold Fingers, and we're going to have our reception uh, tomorrow night, which happens to be St. Patrick's Day, and hopefully people will come. We use the gold because the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, it, 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 it all works out. But so what we did was we went through storage and we pulled out anything glittery and gold and, and uh, have curated that into this studio. And so that takes a lot of work and it also refreshes the wall. So every time people come in one, every month, they're going to see a whole different display of art in, in my studio. Uh, so yeah, that, that's been... Uh, that's the idea of it, and it has been working in the sense that we're getting a group of people, 10, 15 people, usually the same people, and there are collectors, the people who know us well, so they, they come out of maybe a sense of duty. <laughs> no, I think they enjoy it, but we are seeing that the first time we had one, we sold a lot. We, I think we made $2,500 that night. Uh, that was December. Then January, no sales. February, no sales. Tomorrow night, we'll see. Uh, we do a lot of, we, we fork out some money to do this because we cater it ourselves. But the whole concept is that we're getting people into our studios, hanging out with us, and they stick around for a couple of hours and, and, and have some sort of experience. Uh, and, and hang out with us, the, the artists. And that has to be a good thing, whether we're making a lot of sales or not. I mean, these people buy from us all the time. Uh, so they would buy from us on a Tuesday. It doesn't need to be at a special event. But I think that keeps us top of mind. It allows them to schedule us as they would schedule other things in their lives. And uh, I think the concept is a good one. Uh, I don't know that it's working the way we think it's working. Um, the attendance, like I say, has been pretty standard. It is generally the collectors, even though we do quite a bit of, uh, we put things in local calendars, we do email blasts, we do newsletter uh, entries, uh, inviting people with posters who come into the studio on other open days. And still, we get about 10 people, and generally the same 10 people. And that's good, but it's not, not what we intended. We intended to have strangers come in who would then discover us and then kind of mingle with our collectors and, and feel like they were 
part of a group that is forming. And that really hasn't happened. Uh, the sales have not been great. But uh, the whole idea that I feel very, very strongly about, and I hope, uh, you, hope you're having the same experience, is that of an experience. I believe what people are looking for is some sort of connection with the artist in some sort of art experience. They don't really care what that experience is. They just want to know that they can have a, an art evening. And if they fall in love with a piece, I know they're my collectors, they're gonna buy one. But they've already collected me, they've, they've, their walls are full, I happen to know this because I visit them. And maybe it's not as much about sales as it is creating this bond, this, this repetitive uh, connection that we have with the people who collect us. Uh, I think I've heard it stated that, you know, if a good collector is probably going to buy six, seven, eight pieces of yours over a lifetime. And that is an investment that they're making in you. And I feel like I need to make the same kind of investment back to them. Um, they want to come, they want to hang with the artist, they want to know what we're working on, they want to feel connected to our process, so any time that I can show them that I'm working, uh, show them what I've just done, things in progress, ask their advice or input, uh, those kinds of things create a bond to where they feel like they're part of my art practice, and I would love for them to be part of my art practice. Uh, but what, what we're doing here doesn't necessarily tick off all those boxes. I mean, I've taken my studio and given it up to become a gallery space. Well, when people come in, I can, I can watch their faces. They get confused. Not so much our collectors, because they know us, but when we have general open days. People will wander into the studio, they look around, they see this mixed match of artistic styles and formats and, and media and things. And they'll say, uh, what am I looking at here? And I said, well, these are two artists. We, we put together a monthly show uh, curated to a theme. Uh, and it's me and my, my partner, Bogdan. And uh, then they, they, so is this your wall and that's his wall? Said, no, no, they're, they're all mixed together that seems to be a challenge for them. They don't seem to like it. They want to come in. They want to connect with me as the artist and see my work and talk about my work, but they're not sure which ones are mine and which ones are Bogdan's. And they really don't want to talk to me about Bogdan's work. I guess that makes sense. Uh, but uh, the experience has been strange because I think it has hurt my business. My sales have dropped horribly. But that could also be the pandemic and the war and things like that. Those, they might, that might be something else. But I know that I have very few pieces in the studio now. I mean, I might have eight or nine pieces in any given show. And everything else is out of the way so that it doesn't distract from the curated presentation. Uh, so I, I think that we may stop this. <laughs> I think we may go back to having an event every month but this, everything in this studio is mine, and everything in Bogdan's studio is his. 
when we have these events, they go over to see Bogdan's studio anyway. That doesn't, uh, that doesn't change. And that's great. I think that they should. Uh, but I'm thinking maybe we're confusing people and not highlighting the fact that I have a lot more inventory than the eight, nine pieces that are here on display. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's, it's still in progress. But I'm thinking that actually, depending, unless tomorrow night is a complete and utter you know, success and, and we sell out, uh, I think we might go back to my studio is me, Bogdan's studio is him, and we will stop confusing people. We'll see. It's a work in progress. Um, but I have been working a lot. Uh, I've been doing a lot of painting. Uh, we have quite a bit of inventory because, you know, we worked all through COVID, even though we weren't selling much of anything. Uh, so I have quite a bit of, of inventory. And when I put everything out, people are not buying the more expensive bits. I don't know if that means I'm overpriced. Um, I, I, I try and work on the, the square inch thing, and I, I'm doing a, a dollar twenty-five a square inch, and I've been doing that for a couple of years. Um, and I sell the smaller things at that price range, uh, but the bigger things, eh, no, they don't really go, not so much. So I've been creating more and more things like 16 by 20s and things like that that are about the $400 range uh, just so I can make some more sales. And then I do these little bitty cartoon heads that are like five by seven, and those are going for like 40 bucks. Uh, and I even do little, little uh, buttons, uh, little badges that, uh, uh, that I do original art on, and those are selling for $2 each. So I try and have everything from $2 to $3,000, uh, quite a span there to try and catch people in their interest. And what I find is that, like we were open on Saturday, good, good crowd. I don't know why the crowds have been so bad, but last Saturday we were back on. Uh, lots of people made no real significant sales. I sold three things, but each of them were the $40. So I sold three $40 things and a few buttons. So, you know, I, I didn't make a lot of money. Bogdan didn't sell any, anything. But we had lots of people, and lots of people who were not only present, but asking questions. They were interested. They were asking about the art. Uh, they were, can I take photos? They may come back. Uh, they were showing interest in what they were seeing, which, you know, to me is, is golden. I mean, why would you want more? If they're going to buy it, they're going to buy it. If they're not going to buy it, that's okay too. But uh, they should buy it when they fall in love with it. And if they're not ready yet, I don't know that I can push them into buying something that they don't really want. Uh, but people want to support me. They want to, they like me. They've, they've enjoyed the experience of, of hanging out with me for a few minutes in the studio, talking about the art, and they want to they have a little bit of a connection. I mean, they take my card, maybe they get on my, my mailing list for my newsletter. But they're really looking for a bit of connection 
And so buying some buttons or buying a small piece allows them to collect me, to have a story of, remember when we were in Houston and we talked to that, that artist, uh, uh, and, and I think it's important that I have those smaller works available because right now they're going to, there's what, those are the things that people are going to want to pick up uh, after they, they've had a little, a little chat with me. So anyway, that's what's going on with the art business in that sense. Uh, we are still looking, uh, I think I mentioned we were, mom and dad passed away, we were using their house across the street as our kind of studio. Well, we sold their house, and uh, that means we now live 70 miles from Houston, which made sense when mom and dad were alive, because they needed help. But now we're like, with the, the way gas prices are going up during the war, wow, we, we're awfully far away, and it doesn't make sense for us to be far away. So we're looking to move closer to Houston. Uh, course in our price range I can't touch anything in the city uh, I have to move to the kind of outside the loop kind of uh, area there and, and the thing is I don't want to just get another place where I don't have enough room uh, so we're actually trying to be a little more creative we're looking at maybe getting some sort of warehouse space uh, where we can actually have a place to work and live that is close enough so that people could come to if we invited them and then keep one studio instead of two here at, at Silver Street and use it as a gallery, a meeting room, a place to, to interact with people uh, who won't come out and see us wherever we end up. So we need to, we need to find a place to live, we need to get some sort of home loan, which when you're working for yourself as a freelance artist, you have no collateral. <laughs> Why would anyone give me a loan? So we're hoping that the money that mom and dad left us would help get us a, a place to live. We still need to buy a new vehicle. We need a van because when we do the larger pieces of art, they don't fit in the car. Uh, and, and as we move further out, we're going to be moving art back and forth. We need a, a way to do that safely. Um, so it's an exciting time, but it's also a very stressful time. Uh, looking at houses, we find nothing. We do have one place in Baytown that I'm very hot for. Uh, it's a 5,000 square foot historical building that is a warehouse with a gallery in the front, and they've built an apartment in the middle. Um, and it's all under one roof. It's uh, right downtown in the Arts District of Baytown, but it's in Baytown, which is you know a 30-minute drive uh, over water uh, from Houston. But it's a darn sight closer than when we're, where we're living now, and it would give us a lot, a lot of space to work uh, and have some really exciting uh, art space. So we're working on that, still paying Still haven't closed out mom's uh, estate yet because we've still got to pay her taxes. Uh, but we just need to be closer in. We need to be closer in so that we can... Uh, uh, Bogdan's just going to walk right on in and interrupt my podcast. Uh, so um, I guess on that note, since my husband just walked in, 
I'm going to close it out here. I hope you guys have a wonderful week, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye now.